I'm kind of an awkward person. And what's so funny about that is I am in marketing. So if you are also an awkward kind of person, an introvert, if you would rather not, you know, show up on Instagram stories and show your face and, you know, every second day you're Googling faceless Instagram reels ideas or how to be less awkward, (laughs) whatever it is. I just want you to know that I have been there and you are in the right place. And this is the right episode for you because nobody, well, I, I mean, I can't really say nobody, but I don't think very many marketers understand the struggle the same way that I do. I am majorly introverted. It takes a lot of energy from me to create reels or show up and like, you know, do my hair, do my makeup, get ready to be social, like that kind of thing. It takes a lot of energy from me and not in a bad way, right? Like we spend energy doing all kinds of fun things too. But yeah, if you resonate with that, you are going to love today's episode. You're listening to The Kara Report, and we are a content marketing agency dedicated to empowering women to market their businesses in a way that creates lasting change. I could not be more thrilled that you're here. I'm Kara, and each week I'm sharing what I see real women in business doing behind the scenes to move the needle and make a bigger impact in their business. Trust me, it's not what you're scrolling past on Instagram. Ready to do the work? Me too. Let's get into it. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how to market your business, even if you consider yourself kind of an awkward person. Doesn't that sound good? Only awkward people, I feel like, will understand this and be like, okay, I'm interested in this. Everyone else has already turned off this episode. So don't worry. It's just us here. But before I dive into these strategies, and if you know me, I am going to get granular with the strategies. I just want to say a quick moment of appreciation or have a quick moment of appreciation for being born during a time where you don't have to be cool in person to make money online. I think that that's amazing. The truth is I am kind of a nerd. I am the opposite of a cool girl. I like very basic things. I also like working all the time, which means I am not fun at parties unless you want to bust out your KPIs and business goals and talk about what you're seeing in like the online space, then you can't get me to shut up. But in my experience, I have not found that's what people want to talk about at parties. So I'm not really a cool girl. Okay. We know this and maybe you'll resonate with this. Maybe you won't, but I know a lot about marketing and business structure but I have been known to blubber my way through plenty of sales calls too. So it doesn't just stick to parties. It happens at work too, where I don't sometimes think that I am the best salesperson, even though I think that I'm selling the best product, if that makes sense. Like I'm like, I know people need blogging and Pinterest for their business. And then we're on a sales call and I'm like, oh, well, blogging is blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, can't think of anything to say, which is crazy because I know the right things to say. They will immediately pop in my head after I get off the Zoom call. Have you been there too? So in case I haven't beat this point home enough, I just want to say that if you're like me 
and find yourself lacking in like the cool department. Don't worry, you can still find well-deserved success online. You just have to do things, in my humble opinion, a little bit different. Like having the knowledge and understanding marketing is the key to making money online and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And in fact, sometimes things like reels or like, not that you can't do reels if you're awkward, obviously you can, but it makes sense to leverage your strengths and think about how that will work for you and your ideal audience. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Onto the strategy. The reason I love content marketing so much, and for me, that's a combination of blogging, Pinterest, strong website copy, and now this podcast, is I rely so heavily on having strong content to showcase my expertise and get clients interested in hiring our agency instead of being charming on on sales calls. No shade to anyone who is great at sales calls, but that's not me. So if you're awkward like me, consider something like content marketing. And I'm going to break that down even further. Here is exactly what I mean when I say I market my business a little differently. I will focus on writing blog posts that rank on Google to get my small business found. Okay. And my blog posts have been a variety of topics moving into the new year. It's probably going to be a repurposed version of this podcast episode. So that's the first thing is I'm really going to be writing blog posts to get them to rank on Google. That is my best awareness tool uh, for my business personally. So while I'm hoping I will get found on this podcast, Google is something that I'm very familiar with and this is a new brand for me. So just kind of like keeping that in mind, my top of funnel is writing blog posts. The second step in my kind of like marketing funnel or getting clients to be interested in working with me is I have written my website copy in a way that strategically gets them to peek around my site and get curious about what I offer. And ideally, they're spending a considerable amount of time on my website before they book a call because I know that my website can sell me and what we do better than I can on the phone. Like I need them to be 90% sold before we jump on a call because I know, and this is now, okay, I do think sales is a skill you can learn. And it is, I want to say it's on my list of things to learn, but if I'm being very honest, it's not near the top. (laughs) If I'm just being very honest, I do think I am capable of getting better at sales calls. If you're listening to this, I believe you're capable of getting better at sales calls. It's just not at the top of my priority list. So what I do strategically with my website copy is incur- and blog posts is encourage people to kind of look around. And I call this the concept of like having micro funnels. And there's a lot of research to back this up. So I kind of want to, I guess, disagree with this idea in the online space that every single page of your website should have one call to action. And let's be honest, it should be to book you or buy your thing or whatever. And there is actually considerable data to back this up. So I know I'm going to butcher this author's name, but Robert Cialdini wrote Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. It is a popular business book or marketing book if you haven't read it yet. And what he talks about is this idea of like micro commitments. And like, if you can get someone to say yes to something small, 
they're more likely to say yes to something big. And that concept has kind of been, you know, talked about in the online space, but I don't see anybody talking about it like this, where it's like, if I can get you to say yes, after you read a blog post, you know, my services are expensive. I probably can't get you to read a blog post about, you know, why copywriting is so important and then get you to book a copywriting VIP day with me. Maybe I can, but you know, most people are going to require more warming up. So a more likely journey is like, maybe I can get you to read another blog post. Like, Hey, if you found this interesting, I really think that you are going to think this is interesting. Or maybe I can get you to my services page. Like, Hey, if you read this post on DIYing Pinterest and you have now realized that there is a lot that goes into it and you don't want to do all that work, why don't you just hire me? Do you want to know what working with us is like? Head to my Pinterest marketing page for like pricing and details or something like that. If I can get you to say yes to that, I think then I have a much better chance of ultimately getting you to my contact page. And I would rather delay that journey so that you learn more about me and like become more like warm to the idea, not even just about hiring my agency, but a lot of it is like the idea of Pinterest marketing or blogging for your business in general. Like I really think that my website has to sell both um, because my ideal client, the people that we work so well with, they vaguely consider blogging and Pinterest a priority, but for a lot of them, it is not on the top of their list of priorities. So when someone comes to me on a blog post or something like that, I am ready to take them on a journey of like, here's how to do it. I'm kind of showing you that I'm the expert. I'm really showing you that these two things are like, should be a huge priority for you and are going to, you know, reinvigorate your business and skyrocket your sales or whatever the goal is. And it's like, I need to show you all of those things. And I want to take you on some sort of journey, whether it's like blog post to services page to contact form, or maybe it's, you know, podcast episode to freebie in the show notes to welcome sequence to services page to contact form, whatever it is, just like stop sending people straight to your contact form. They're not ready. (laughs) Okay. And unless you are a very good salesperson, it is worth your time and effort to extend the journey of getting to know you and understanding why your services are so important, spend your time doing that. It is worth it. Another strategy I use as an awkward person is I really invest in personal relationships with my clients so that they get the best of my energy and send me more ideal client referrals. I am not the kind of person And I mentioned in a past episode how I have been inconsistent with my marketing in the past. And part of the reason is because I will always prioritize my energy to client work, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think you do need to prioritize your own business, but I really want my clients to get like the best of me. And like, I want my business to, too. Like there's a I don't want the podcast to go kind of in this direction today. Maybe I'll do a future episode about this, but it is just like, because I know that I have as an introvert, limited energy, it is unlikely. I'm not going to be someone who films like one to two reels a day. If I want to batch it, that's fine. But on a day-to-day basis, 
I need to make sure my best energy is going to like interacting with my clients, cheering them on. Sometimes it's not even just clients. Like if you're commenting on my reel, if you're DMing me on Instagram, I want to save energy for that instead of just like more, 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 you know, like Instagram best practices that you have to post eight times a day now or like whatever it is. I have to be intentional with my energy management. And if you're an introvert or an awkward person or something like that, you might need to consider that too. There's a new book that I'm reading and it's called At Your Best how to get time, energy, and priorities working in your favor. And I kind of just started the book, but it's kind of about rearranging your days so that you're doing like those high energy tasks at the right time of day. Like it's really interesting. Batching and energy management and that kind of thing is something that I'm always striving to get better at. So if you have a time management hack or energy management hack that you want to share or a book recommendation, I would love to read it. And if you're on Goodreads, I would love for you to find me. And you know, we can be friends on there because I always like knowing what other people are reading. But that's something that I'm reading right now. And it's just this idea of doing, yeah, like high energy things at the time where it's going to be the best for you. You know, we have all been there where we are recording like an Instagram reel and it takes us like three minutes and it's so good. And then we've also had those reels where we have been trying to record the same thing for an hour until we get frustrated and are just like, you know what, this sucks and I'm going to try again tomorrow. And you've just wasted an hour of your time. Sometimes if you're a mom like me, maybe during nap time and you're like, great, I accomplished nothing, (laughs) right? So I'm trying to get better at that. And I think that that is a huge thing to do. I have two more things that I want to talk about as I wrap up this episode I shared this on my Instagram a couple of months ago. One mindset shift you might need to make too, which I know I do, it's okay to be a little bit awkward. Like I know that as a marketer, especially I see it all the time. It's like, what can we learn from Taylor Swift? And it's like, Taylor Swift is not the cool girl. Okay. Like let's compare her to someone like Beyonce, right? It's like, there is space for both of them to be industry leaders and the most incredible and inspiring women in like, honestly, across industries right now, but so good. And there's plenty of space to be a little bit awkward. You don't have to be perfect. And that's something I am personally constantly reminding myself and would love to encourage you to do the same. Like if it hasn't stopped Taylor Swift from making money, I'm not going to let it stop me from making money. Like it has arguably helped her as a community. I think we can all agree with that. The last thing I want to say, which I saved the most controversial one for the end, but as an awkward person, and I also want to say I'm not a business coach saying this. So I feel like when it comes from a business coach, it sounds like totally icky, but I'm not trying to sell you anything. I usually have to pay to get in the right rooms. Okay. (laughs) So I'm just going to let that sink in. The last tip I have as like an awkward person who still has to market their business is I am usually paying to get in the room for the first time, whether that is like joining a group program to connect with people that are at a level that I want to be at or being involved in like a Facebook group or something where my ideal clients are in. That's probably not a good example because obviously you don't pay to be in a Facebook group, but for programs you do, right? And 
that is just something, maybe it will resonate as something that you've been holding back on or you haven't looked at it that way. But as an awkward person, I am not going to be able to like go to a networking event and find like my next great business connection or even biz bestie. Like I don't think, I feel like there's a negative connotation of like everyone like wants something from you. And that's not the message I'm trying to get through. It's just like, if you want to grow your business, if you want to be surrounded by women who are also trying to grow their businesses, I think that that's great. And I also want that. So definitely send me a DM on Instagram. Like I said, I'm really not trying to sell anything here. I just think it's like, one of the things I want to do on this podcast is talk about things that nobody is talking about. And I think that this is one of them. I am usually paying to get in the room, to get those connections, not in a slimy, like I'm only paying so I can like infiltrate your group. And, you know, I'm really just like looking for clients here. But I also know I'm not the only one that's doing that, that is like actively showing up and joining masterminds. And I'm not saying join a $20,000 mastermind. Like that's not what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not a business coach. It's just like something to consider. Whether it is like joining a group program with people that would be great to collaborate with that share your audience or, or potential customers, who knows? I don't know your business model. Or it's even just like paying to attend a networking event or go on a trip somewhere or something. It's like, it is normal and expected for certain things to cost money. And sometimes to start a relationship, it I don't want to say it costs money because that feels like so ick. And in the interest of being transparent on what I see real women in business doing, and I'm doing it myself, I find some of my strongest connections have come from being in a paid sort of container. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe it's something that you can't even think about right now. And maybe it's something that you're like, okay, I haven't looked at it that way before. But as an awkward person, I find that networking organically and just like, let's just pivot for a second and talk about another thing is like engagement on Instagram. Like, yeah, you can make connections, commenting on other people's stuff, having, you know, DMing people. I think a lot of that can happen really organically and really beautifully, but it is a little harder as an awkward person or as an introvert. I'm kind of using those two as synonyms. I know that they're not, but I really feel like the tips in this episode are geared toward both. I cannot spend 15, 20, half an hour, an hour a day on Instagram, just engaging with people. That would absolutely suck my energy and I would get absolutely nothing else done. If you're an extrovert or if you're listening this far and that does sound like something that you could manage, good on you. It's not something that I can. So I have to really focus my efforts. And I hope that this episode has shown you kind of how I do this in a transparent way. Like this is exactly what I do. This is exactly what works for me. And like, I'm grateful that I found something that works for me instead of being like, Instead of, I guess, keep following industry trends and best practices and then wondering why, you know, I'm not closing my sales calls or like my Instagram reels aren't going viral or something, which again, those are skills you can learn, but leveraging your natural strengths and weaknesses is something that I think is more important. So anyway, I hope you love today's episode 
And I can't wait to talk to you next week. As we wrap up today's report, I want to end with a big thank you for being a part of our community. I appreciate you being here. If today's conversation inspired you to take better action in your business, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. It makes a big difference. Trust me. And if you're looking to dive deeper into blogging for SEO and getting your business found on Google, our blogging for bingeable brands mini course might be just what you need to explode your brand's online impact. Head to thecarareport.com slash BBB for more details and use code podcast 20 for 20% off as a thank you for listening until the end. Until next time, keep moving forward and we'll be right here to guide and support you.